Before we get started with the episode, I want to take a moment and give our listeners a heads up that one topic we talk about tonight is the sensitive subject of sexual assault regarding a new allegation at Ohio State. We feel that this topic should be discussed as it is news, and it is relevant to the topics and teams that we discuss on the show. But while our show does carry the explicit tag, we feel that this warrants a special warning for listeners who may be sensitive to the topic or too young to listen. If you are one of those listeners, we do value your loyalty and have included a warning immediately prior to the discussion. We also will include show notes with timestamps so that you could skip over that part of the discussion if you need to. Thank you for sticking with us. Now let's start the show. You're listening to the Hometown Crowd Podcast, part of the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. On this week's episode of Hometown Crowd, the Fayetteville Marksmen stay hot and move into a tie atop the SPHL. The XFL is a resounding success in week one. What do we like and can they keep it up? Also, we'll talk about the Sacramento Kings drama, a hiccup in the Mookie Betts trade, and allegations and arrests at Ohio State. Get on your feet, you're cheering with the Hometown Crowd. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Hometown Crowd, your source for sports news across the country and in our backyard of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Dipple. What up, everybody? It's Mac. And I'm Heather, the congealed queso skin that you keep stirring while you eat it. Hi, Smith. Yum. (laughs) Nice. Be sure to follow us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to us anywhere you find your podcast. And if you're an Apple subscriber, leave us a a review. We'd love a five-star review if you love us. Uh, If you do leave us a review, we will read it on the air. However, we do not have any new ones this week. Mm -mm. I'm a little disappointed in our listeners. Let's go, listeners. Give uh, us something. So how are you guys doing tonight? Uh, I'm swell. Uh, I spent about an hour talking to an attorney for school for one of my, you know, for one of my articles. I'm, I'm sourcing and, and, and researching. And is this that big one? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so I mean, it's this is a three weeks in the making. I have no idea why my editor is putting up with me, but I appreciate him as well as Sarah, our, our uh, editor in chief. So. Uh, I'm hoping I can deliver on something they've given me three weeks to kind of look into. Well, I hope it works out for you. You and me both, uh, because I've looked at, uh, you know, like pay documents and, and had to go through other like legal websites and things, uh, to that where I have to go to another site. So I could like decipher what the legal site said. It's just, it's not fun. But hopefully it'll be worth it in the end. Heather, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Um, let's see. Number one fan and I have bought a house. Right, I think you mentioned that so, last week. Yes, but like, like, like for realsies, like we're re- like we're getting it appraised. Like we we really got the ball like moving on that. So, mm. um, so there's that. Uh, just work. Uh, the kids are at their dad's, so we got a much-needed break from incessant Pokemon uh, <laughs> discussions and uh, a little boy that just literally will just back his ass up on you and be like, want to see my booty, my booty? <laughs> so it's kind of nice to not be dealing with that right now. So 
I can only imagine. It's fantastic. That's that's what it is. Said no one ever. <laughs> you love it though. I do. I mean, that's my son, but I swear to God, I he is the reason I understand why some mammals eat their young. I mean, yeah. really. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I think little boys between the age of seven and ten are the most annoying creatures on the planet. Yeah, but he's four. Oh wow, he's got a head head start on my little dude. Oh my god. <laughs> but, but, you know what? Then again, my son was annoying as hell at four, but it was like that little kid four. Um, and while mm-hmm. your little dude well, that's likes, what it is. it's the little kid. Yeah, your little man likes to talk about his booty, his booty. Uh, my son just likes to giggle at farts all day. Well, I mean, that's that's my son too. So okay, he likes to announce it because oh, yeah. you know we all need to hear it. So yeah, whatever. Well, before yeah. we get started, Mac, did you have any luck on getting the uh, press passes for the tournament? Still working it. Um, okay. I I have been put in standby, and that's okay. I understand there's a lot going on, um, so I'm going to go ahead and reengage probably on Friday because I don't I don't have class that day, and I'll have time to uh, actually make a phone call rather than an email. Right. And I'll, and I'll just send another email, and and so I'm I'm trying. Yeah. Um, whether it happens or not are two totally different things. I'm still really working on that uh, special guest that we've been talking about for the last month or so. Um, the contact I have for that is currently dealing with the, um, is it McDill Air Force Base? I don't know if yes. you guys have seen yep. the yep. mold issues. Oh, you oh mean I'm same, not surprised. The same ones that Bragg had in 2008? Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know how this compares on that scale, but her family's been affected. And yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what you get when you uh, go with the lowest bidder and then you put a rush on it. And then, you know, um, you know, it's it's military housing. Uh, I remember our barracks were condemned to be torn down when I went to Afghanistan the first time. And like three months out, we were told the guys who are going to that live in the barracks, you are going to go live in those barracks again, even though there was literally black mold everywhere. Uh, so what they had the rear D do was literally scrape the mold off the cinder block and then just paint it white. Uh, and it took somebody's parents like writing an email to the White House. And that's when President Bush uh, came to brag just a few weeks before we redeployed to say, nah, this has got to come down. Mm. And then. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I dealt with that at Fort uh, Fort Gordon, where the uh, the permanent party barracks had all of that, and we actually had a guy who was on profile for chronic, incurable, unending hiccups. Um, well, that's not weird at all. No, it it was it was bad. Like you'd be sitting there saluting the standing saluting the flag and all that, and you just hear. <gasps> <laughs> like, it was bad, uh, but you know we're, we're we're working on that special guest, and hopefully sometime between now and April we'll be able to make that happen. Um, I have heard that this person will be. In North Carolina in April, so hey, hopefully we may, we'll be able to make that work. Yeah, maybe we make it happen. So, uh, but Fingers let's start. Crossed. 
Let's start tonight's episode with some local news. We've been tracking the Fayetteville Marksmen, the local hockey team, who have done really well this year. Um, in particular, the Marksmen have been hot the last few weeks. Actually, in their last 10 games, they're 8-1-1, one, one, um, which is really impressive. Um, and they've been hovering right around the top of the SPHL. Well, this past weekend, they entered the weekend in second place, just two points behind Peoria. Uh, both teams lost on Saturday and both teams won on Sunday. But on Friday, Evansville topped Peoria while the Marksmen beat Birmingham. Nice. Uh, so that yeah. moved the Marksmen into a tie for first place where they currently stand. You know what? Uh, it's about damn time. Um, we're going to have us a champ this year. I just think they have it. Um, and I'm going to try and get to a game within the next two weeks. I just I swear to God, you've been saying that for like three months. Uh, I went to a game two weeks ago. Thank you. Oh, that's right. You did. I'm yeah, the one who keeps did. saying oh, I'm going to go. Oh, and it's, it is dim. It yeah. is dim. So you can't bust my chops on this one, Heather. Well, you can't go yeah, this weekend because the marksmen are traveling to Moline, Illinois, uh, for three games, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against the Quad City Storm. That sounds awful. Not the DJs. Malin just sounds horrible. Well, I actually got some some uh, background information. Apparently, the Quad Cities are actually five cities. Um, yeah, I have a buddy who lives in the area. Uh, one of our listeners, Bill. Shout out to Bill. Hi, um, Bill. Hey, Bill. He he lives in the Quad Cities. Apparently, it started as the Tri Cities. Um, of Moline, and I don't remember the other two that he was telling me today. Uh, but then East Moline rose, uh, got got bigger, so it became the Quad Cities, and then a fifth city rose, uh, or you know, got bigger and everything. And um, they tried calling it the Quint Cities, but it didn't catch on. So now those five cities are just known as the Quad Cities. So, um, oh, yeah, oh. it's um, it was Davenport, Rock Island, and Moline, right on the Illinois-Iowa border. And then East Moline grew, and then Bettendorf grew. And you apparently, know what? The, what I don't want to hear anything about my Louisiana background on this. <laughs> <laughs> because at least we know that quad means four. Yes. Not five. Right. Um, and apparently, according to him, like the political and economic and racial divides are so strong in those cities that each city and each demographic kind of just doesn't count one of the cities. Uh, <laughs> like it, it, it all depends. It's like all the rich white people don't count uh. one city and all the black people don't count the rich white city and the Republicans don't count this city and the Democrats don't count that city. And what kind of game of Thrones shit is this? <laughs> uh, Hold on. I sense butt fuckery on this one. Okay. This is straight <laughs> butt fuckery. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. I was talking with Bill about it this, uh, this afternoon and he, he filled me in on all of it. He's like, uh, the rich people don't consider Rock Island. The poor people hate Bettendorf. White people hate Davenport. Black people hate Bettendorf. Hispanics hate Bettendorf. Republicans hate Moline. And Democrats hate Bettendorf. 
So, so what you're saying is the conservative rich white dudes all live in Bettendorf. There it is. Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I too, with that being said, I too hate Bettendorf. We can't hate the Quad Cities too much because the Quad City minor league baseball team feeds our Fayetteville Woodpeckers. Tim, they are the... What's that? That's where you're wrong. I can hate whatever I'd like. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so we do have three games this weekend against the Quad City Storm, uh, who are in seventh place right now. And if the playoffs started today, would be our opponent in the opening round. Um, The Storm are pretty much the top of the bottom tier in the SPHL this year. Uh, There's kind of like three clear divisions. You've got Peoria and Fayetteville who both have 55 points. Um, Then you've got four teams who have uh, between 45 and 48 points. And then you have four teams at the bottom who are like 28 to 32 or 30, 38 to, yeah, 28 to 32. So they're kind of like at the top of that bottom tier. Um, yeah. Peoria. I would that? just rather say I'm from the place where we're just number one and fuck everybody else. So exactly. Mm-hmm. No marks, man. Yes. Um, Peoria does host Evansville for three games, Evansville this, for three games starting this Thursday night. So we'll see if Evansville can help us out any this week. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be pulling for a team from Indiana. I never thought I'd fucking say that. Right. A what are you going to do? From Indiana, nonetheless. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, but let's turn to our, our big topic for the week. A new football league started. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. And it was fun. Um, Yes. yes. It was it fun was and it was different. It wasn't polished. It still needs a lot of work on the talent side no hold on oh this is where uh i think we all know that i'm all football all the time i love me some football um but the xfl did not have the issues the alliance of american football had because of one very important thing and that was quarterback play yeah they definitely had better quarterbacks having the backups that have you know have some time in the nfl I think it was much easier to implement the twenty uh, the twenty five second play clock without having a ton of like false starts or uh-huh. you know offsides. So I mean, I and and you can tell these guys have practiced together. Yeah, there's going to be kinks to work out. This is the first game they're playing with each other. Um, but I mean, holy fuck! Honestly, this was night and day against uh, the AAF's opening week as yeah. far as gameplay. As far as gameplay. We, I talked about it a little bit. Um, we actually launched our blog this week related to, uh, you know, an expansion of the show. Uh, so if you're interested in that, you can check that out. It's uh, hometowncrowd.wixsite.com, I believe. Um, we can throw a link in the show notes. Yeah, hometowncrowd.wixsite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E.com slash blog. And I talked about what I thought were the winners and losers of this week. Um, well, I mean, most... ev- overall, you'd have to say everything was a win. Um, they, they pulled it off. Uh, no production issues as far as TV goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the networks carrying it actually uh, advertised and supported. Um, I mean, that first game, 
it was nice to see Steve Levy, uh, you know, from ESPN calling a game. So, I mean, it's, uh, I, I think Vince, Vince and Oliver kind of did their due diligence and, and eschewed the uh, mistakes of uh, XFL 1.0. Yeah. But go ahead, Tim. What was uh, what, what? How how do you sum it up on the on the blog? Well, I mean, I I definitely thought that opening weekend was a win for the XFL. By comparison, I think it averaged, I want to say roughly one million more viewers per game, but don't quote me on that than the AAF did in their opening weekend. Um, I want to say it was like two point nine to. Four million, but I might well, have those numbers wrong. Yeah, the XFL capped out at three point nine million. Okay, well, I was rounding. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I really enjoyed some of those rule changes. Uh, yeah. Um, the like, kickoff seemed to be a big hit. Oh yeah. Uh, it took me a little bit to get used to that though, but it was, it was funny because at. yeah, because it was like I could see on the players' faces that they were like. We need to run. We need to run. We need to run. <laughs> but they couldn't, you know? And so it took me a little bit to get used to that. But I mean, I, I think it's it's smart because it made the return an actual part of the game and said it's just mm-hmm. something you have to do. Yeah. Right. Um, and it takes it takes out uh, the, you know, the fact that you can get plowed uh, within a split second of catching that ball, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I I think the football is better with the return game as an actual threat, and it's not just something where you have this guy who uh, is you know five yards deep in the end zone just to catch it and take a knee. You know, I yeah. mean, so I mean, I, I really like that. Um, I don't I, think we had any kickoffs returned for a touchdown, which I actually no. expected. No, um, I I mean the thing is, is you don't have to worry about with such a short distance to move. You don't have to worry about guys getting out of their lanes on special teams. Mm. Um, but I mean, I imagine there will be somebody that breaks one off. Uh, oh yeah, you know, at some point. But I mean, I, I I enjoyed that part. I'm still trying to get used to the extra points though, or, or the the points after the touchdown. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, which yeah. you know, nobody tried a three point play mm-hmm. um, at all. Um, the success rate on the one and the two point plays, I think, were about. 38 and 36% respectively. Um, I know yeah. I went through at one point and, and tallied them. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to be, I, I think that'll be something to get the, uh, that the coaching staffs of these teams will, will get the kinks out. I mean, because let's face it, if you're, if you're from the one or the two yard line, you're just going to kind of barrel ahead, you know? And I saw that a lot in the rough next game. Uh, which they won, by the way. They won. Yeah, my, my poor dragons did not. Nor no. did my vipers. Woo! <laughs> Listen, no. Hey, but hey, but you know what? It wasn't all bad. The vipers did have the uh, the first player to get ejected yeah. from a, from an XFL yeah. game. As, as well, so as it wasn't the, all bad. As well as the worst uniforms in the league. Yeah, um, yeah. There's also that. No, but, I still yeah. think that DC's the worst. Uh, no, I, I hate DC because of how it looks. But after watching the Vipers on the field, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, again, I really like the 25 second clock. I really liked it. Um, and I like the uh, only one foot in bounds for the catch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that they have replay 
uh, personnel right there at the stadium. Yep. I, I think that's mm-hmm. great. Um, so I wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit because one of the things that I listed as a winner was the fans. Uh, because what the XFL has done that the NFL really hasn't done is opened what goes on in the game to the fans. So whether that is, you know, hearing occasionally what play the coach is calling or opening the ref's mics when they're discussing a penalty. That or... was one of the things that me and James said that we really liked yeah. was, yep. that, was that you could hear the refs talk about what was going on, mm-hmm. what the potential penalty could be, or what the review right. was going to go. Like, that was right. one of the things we both really liked about that. And then they opened it up on the replays, too. So we're hearing exactly the thought process, what they're looking at, everything. Yeah, it wasn't even just that. It's here's the rule as is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, passed down by the commission. This is in the books. This is why it was a penalty or why it wasn't. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's a good thing. Uh, you know, whether it's, tra- uh, you know, uh, sports or politics, transparency is a good thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I what I really dug is that I was always curious, especially like if uh, – if a quarterback's too excited or a wide out dropped a couple passes to what the head coach is saying mm-hmm. and you got to hear him. Yeah. Um, and my favorite part was uh, like second quarter, the rough next game. Uh, what it's PJ. What's a quarterback's name, Tim? Uh, PJ Walker, Walker, PJ Walker is just like also listed as one of the winners this week. Yeah. He's kind of bouncing all over the walls and June Jones, like doesn't even bother like holding the card up. He was just like, Hey man, you need to pipe down. I'm trying to give you the play. Stop flapping your gums. <laughs> Shut up. You know. And I. <laughs> and uh-huh. I'm just. And you hear. You hear. You just see Walker turn his head and just kind of nod at coach. And he's just like, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know. And uh, I mean, it, it's always interesting to me uh, when you have to balance fifty. I think uh, rosters are what fifty six. Uh, you have to. You have to balance fifty six players. You yeah. know. So, uh-huh. I mean. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the weekend, um, and and I'm I'm very impressed with with the product that uh, came out because uh, you know I watched uh, you know the the first week of the AAF the offenses were choppy, um, not a lot of uh, I guess seamlessness in the in the offensive game, um, and uh, the the refs, I mean the the referee referees in the AAF kind of look clueless um but you know the xfl is utilizing college referees mm-hmm. um and you know that you get well, you could tell this product wasn't rushed and i think hopefully like there's going to be a drop off after week one there always is after oh, yeah. new happens but hopefully uh, because the product wasn't rushed it won't be almost the cliff that was xfl 1.0 and was the aaf yeah. You know, I want to ask you guys about another, uh, you know, way that they brought us into the game more. That was a little bit more controversial hit and miss. And that was the on the spot interviews. I'm really happy you asked that because uh, we did have, I think, two F-bombs dropped on the sideline mm-hmm. on live TV. We did. Um, well, at first, interesting. It was. Well, and and. Uh, James actually made a really good point about it um, because at first we didn't really like that 
because we were like, why are they doing this? Like, get back to the game. But he was saying that it has, it does kind of have a little bit of this WWE vibe of letting players kind of cut promos Mm. just like they do, like say after a match or whatever, well, they'll go and interview somebody really quick or whatever. And they do this little blurb and, you know, and so it, it kind of had that feel to it. And so that was, uh, James actually wound up liking it. Yeah. And it it was kind of cool to be able to see, you know, especially like the Tampa Bay game when they're down, I think it was 17 nothing at that point, and the coach decided to kick the field goal and, instead of punch it in from five yards out. And you got to, you know, find out right on the on the spot in the heat of the moment why he went with that instead of the other way. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, and I don't even know if you could really call it a promo. It's just, it's nice to hear players like uh you know why did this happen or what do you think and you know i didn't really see any player like speak out of turn or like act like a character i mean these were just guys that have been busy busting their ass for an hour you know an hour um but you know what i mean uh you know of, of like busting their ass on the field and uh my, like one of my friends was like how you gonna put a guy on the spot like that right after he like missed a tackle or threw a pick <laughs> um, and i was like well that's a good point but i mean it, it's ask him then or ask him at the at a press conference right uh, and you know let's face it the xfl is not at the point right now where they're gonna have com- uh, press conferences covered by a huge group of press mm-hmm. right you know i honestly think a lot whether it's print or digital uh media uh you know are are taking kind of like a uh you know keeping the xfl at arm's length because i mean it's a spring football league Mm -hmm. and how many spring football leagues have we had we had the world league of american football you know you had xfl 1.0 you had the aaf um you know the usfl was actually successful before somebody drove it into the ground but i'm not getting into that today um (laughs) You know, so I get it, but I don't know. Um, I listened to a podcast that said this version of the XFL will get make it two years, but it won't make it past that. Um, but, I mean, there's money behind it, and it just seems like this wasn't one of those things. Uh, you know, this is, this is 18 months in the making. You mm-hmm. know, longer, but 18 months from inception to actual kickoff. Yeah. And that's, that's a good thing. With a failed league immediately after to learn from. Yeah, um, but really, fuck Charlie Ebersol and fuck Tom Dundon, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of the other league, uh, one of the things that I have as a loser th- from this week is the app that the XFL put out. Uh, one of the things I really liked was the AAF's app. Um where you had, you know, you had the sensors in the pad so you could follow literally where all the players were moving, even though you couldn't watch the game, you were still like watching the X's and O's. And, you know, you got to play that game where you could predict what play was coming up next and all of that. And the, the XFL app, it didn't seem to have a really easy way of following the action. Like even like Yahoo Sports, it'll show you the field and it'll show you each play 
after it happens, but I didn't really see that a whole lot on the XFL app. Well, I mean, what you got to think too, you got to work the kinks out because the AAF did not develop their app. That was a casino's app, and it was Mm. made strictly for gambling. Mm. And the the AAF did not own it. Uh, The casino did. And that's part of the reason why Tom Dundon bought into the league because he thought he could get that app if thing if it went tits up, and uh, he did not get it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's going to be kinks. Yeah. yeah, there there is, and and that's to be expected. It this is essentially a startup. Yeah. Uh, even though it hurts me to fucking you know use a tech term, um, but it, it, that's what it is. It's a startup. And you're going to have your hiccups. Now, if they can keep the on-field product and the production of that on-field product, excuse me, uh, up to the same level it was week one, okay, your your app is the least of your worries, really, because mm-hmm. I guarantee you he's got a team working on that to get the kinks out and, mm-hmm. you know, all that. So, um, but I mean, the AAF, great app, shit product on the field. It really was. Like, I did I enjoy watching football? Absolutely. I also watched... The Arena Football League, Arena Two, and the American Incursion of the CFL. Okay, so I just watch football. Right, football, right. football. At a certain point, to a yeah. certain point. But mm-hmm. I mean, their app was killer, but the product was shit. Yeah, and it really was. Um, so, I mean, it's you know, it's something that grown. I mean, each team pulled over seventeen thousand fans. Hmm. Um, you know, and and five out of the eight teams are playing. In, in smaller soccer stadiums, which I think is a good thing, yeah. you know, that way you don't have a ton of empty seats. Um, but uh, Heather, for your for your Dragons, they've actually sold the most tickets for home games this season already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they are playing in uh, what is it, Quest Field? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They're they're playing in Quest. I mean, I I wonder how Seattle, Tampa, and New York are going to handle maybe capping out at like 20,000 fans during a game and stadiums that seat 70, you know, 67 to 80,000. Um, so, I mean, it, 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 I mean, I, there, there's room for growth. Um, but, well, uh, you know, I was who, really glad though, to kind of to see the crowds though. Yeah. Like the crowds were pretty good. Yeah. Yep. They, they were, I mean, that, that's what, that's what I really liked. I thought it was really smart mm-hmm. that they tried to put them in smaller stadiums. You know, because you don't have those big gaps in seating or, you know. Except for New York. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's almost uh, just shy of 80,000 or around 80,000. Yeah. You know, I get it. Like, but, I mean, maybe they couldn't get a deal with one of the New York soccer teams. Or I don't even know where the New York uh, MLS teams play. Mm, Um, I don't know. But, uh, you know, like, LA is playing in the same stadium the Chargers play in. And if they... (laughs) I think they probably had more fans at their games than exactly, the Chargers. Exactly, that's what too. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, the fucking Wildcats probably averaged more home fans than the fucking Chargers. Yeah. Um, Actually, no. I think the 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 Wildcats were on the road this week because wasn't that game in Houston? You're correct. I'm sorry, but like they're going to be playing in Carson where the Chargers play. Yeah. And even then, I think there might have been more Wildcats fans there then. But I mean, I mean, it was a good, it was a nice first week. Um, and I think, you know, like I said, if they can keep the product on the field, uh, to the same level and then just gradually get better, I, you know, I think, I think there, there's uh, a chance for growth where there wasn't in the first version of the XFL. And on top of that, 
I mean, I, I might bust uh, these teams as fucking chops for the logos and uniforms, but the names are actually better. I mean, the fucking, like, Maniacs and the Hitmen and, like, come on, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I really, it, it seems like Vince is kind of taking football seriously this time, um, and Houston's going to win it all, so. Yeah, one last uh Just had thought. to throw that in there. One <laughs> last thought, one more loser that I have on my post is uh, the fans who were wishing for high scoring or expecting high scoring action. Um, I kind of expected these games to be a little bit higher scoring than we saw. Why? Uh, did, I'm sorry, did you not watch the same games we did? Because yeah. if you watched that Seattle game, that Seattle and D.C. game, uh-huh. Jesus fucking Christ. Nobody could hold on to the ball. Like, yeah. and we are talking these short, teeny little passes. Just when I when I said expected, like if I was I mean, out there playing it. I mean, going into the weekend, I expected a little bit higher scoring. Uh, the over unders for all the games, which, you know, gambling's kind of really built into this, were set between 50 and a half and 52 and a half points. And only uh, one team exceeded that well i mean it, it's because i mean we we shouldn't be looking one we should not be looking at gambling as some kind of fucking barometer when it comes to athletics um it, it's lazy it is fucking lazy all right because half the people that are setting the lines uh are just dickheads that look at a couple things on the internet and that's how they set them i mean there are those people that like really get into the details um but nine times out of ten, the people that are doing getting into the details are actual fucking sports writers, and that's their job. And then you get some schlub from Vegas or fucking Atlantic City, uh, you know, that pulls their information. Mm. Um, but I mean, this is this is week one, and a lot of that had to do with they thought um, you had some former NFL quarterbacks who played in a couple games. Uh, you know, playing against brand new defenses, and they didn't expect the defenses to actually play. Uh, the defensive play in the you know in the first, in week one was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it it was pretty good overall. Um, you have a lot of guys that are getting used to playing. Uh, like again, we're playing you know playing on the same field with each other against another opposing team. Excuse me, you know, so getting to know a player's tendencies that takes time. So I mean, for fuck's sake, man, um, Vegas can suck my dick. I get it. I get it that sports betting is like all the fucking rage now. It is. You know, I I I fucking hate that we we have lines on games. All right, just I I watch it because I like to fucking watch it. You know, I'm not I'm not worried about making money. Um, you know, but you know who was one last XFL point. You know who was also a loser this week? Who's that? Pepper Johnson, who got fired as the defensive coordinator of the L.A. Wildcats after one fucking game. Yes, <laughs> he was. And uh, it hurts me to say, because at one point he played for the Patriots. Uh, he was also the guy that hit Drew Bledsoe so hard it sheared blood vessels in his lungs, which ushered in the era of one Thomas Brady. Mm. So... I should thank him and hate him all at the same time. Completely, well, sort of unrelated. Uh, One of the reasons I was late tonight is because I was finishing up watching The Masked Singer. And I am 100% convinced that one of the cast on there is Rob Gronkowski. Well, I don't know what The Masked Singer is, so. Uh, It's basically American Idol 
meets furries and it's super entertaining. Uh, it's a bunch of people of various singing calibers in full costume with their identities hidden. And you're supposed to figure out who it is. Doesn't fucking uh, sound weird at all. Not at all. One of them is Gronk. I'm telling you. I'm being facetious. That sounds weird as fuck. <laughs> no, it's actually not bad. It's actually mildly entertaining. Do you watch it? Not it? Uh, not all the time. I see the stuff oh, okay. that comes up like as ads on my Instagram. And I'll go and I'll kind of look at it and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. But, yeah, that's about it. Antonio Brown was on it right before all his drama started, where he like right before he got cut by the Steelers, I think it was. Uh, oh, you mean before the Steelers traded him? Uh, yeah, yeah, before they traded him, he was still with uh, Pittsburgh. Oh wow! Um, but yeah. Anyway, let's pivot to California, the NBA. Uh, Sacramento Kings front office owner is growing increasingly frustrated with the general manager, Vladi Divac, and head coach Luke Walton. Uh, the Kings are six games out of a playoff spot, but they haven't made any changes yet. But uh, owner Vivek Ranadive? Ranadive. Ranadive, sorry. He is uh, a, I really he don't is follow a, Sacramento. No, he is a steel magnate from India. Oh. Yes. Uh, but he's reportedly voiced his concerns in a group text. Mac, what's going on out there? Uh, first off, I think we all need to address the elephant in the room in which this is some high school shit. Um, <laughs> you have the management and owner in one group text and the players in another just talking shit about each other. Uh, <laughs> so this is like the teacher is like, God damn it. Janie's on my nerves again, and Janie's texting her friends like, you know, the principal's such an asshole. Like, it's just, it's, this is like some ridiculous stuff. Um, but I know we haven't talked a lot of NBA, but before we start talking game stuff, you know, we, we need to talk about, this is something people can relate to, and that it's a colossal shit show in Sacramento. Um, I know, I remember those, those King teams with like Chris Webber, and Doug Christie and Jason Bibby, or Mike Bibby, excuse me, yeah. and, Mike, and Mike Williams. You know, like, the, the teams that pushed the Lakers to seven games, like, twice in yeah. the finals, you know, Western Conference finals. Um, but the kicker is, is I get one, I, I still picture in my head Vladi Divac, like, chain-smoking cigarettes in an office in California, you know? <laughs> so he's just like, no, boss, everything is fine. Uh, and did you see who the assistant GM is? Peja Stoyakovich, former sharpshooter for the Kings, the Magic, and uh, a couple other teams from Serbia as well. So they're just two Serbs in an office smoking, chain-smoking, like, gross, unfiltered cigarettes. So you have this constant pall of, like, cigarette smoke in the office. And then you get, like, the CEO comes in, and he's like, hey, man, what? <laughs> you know, he's just dying of cancer right there. You know, so, like, I could just see this whole colossal shit show unfolding in that kind of environment but the thing is Vladi has brought a lot of talent into sacramento a ton of talent uh you know he he swung that uh trade to get buddy hiled um you know they got darren fox harrison barnes uh bogdan bogdanovich marvin bagley like this is gonna be a good team and last year they were only four games under 500 and barely missed the playoffs yep okay so what do they do with dave yorger 
they fired him and then hired Luke fucking Walton, who in three years as a Lakers coach did absolutely nothing, like just did nothing. Um, and I don't know which one's worse, the NBA or the NHL, when it comes to like head coach longevity. Um, <laughs> because you can get fired into a first season in the NHL and the NBA. You know? Um, that or you're held on for way too long. Yeah, I mean, it just depends. But, like, I mean, this this team, the, the Kings are too good of a team um, to, to be where they're at in the West. Um, and on top of that, like, their best, one of their best players is Buddy Hyde. He just got moved to the bench. and then, Yeah, and then exploded. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. Something um, like 41 points off the bench? I think 41 and then 38 in two straight games off the bench. Um, and I just like something's got to give in Sacramento. Like, uh, those fans have literally had their team threatened to be taken away multiple times. Um, Kevin Johnson fought like hell to keep them there. Uh, former Phoenix sun, you know, star Kevin Johnson, that guy, uh, who's the mayor of Sacramento, you know, has fought to, you know, fought to keep them there. Um, and Ronadive is like trying like hell to build a winner. Like he doesn't want to be the guy that owns like the fucking early '90s Sacramento Kings, where they were essentially just like a win on everybody's schedule. You know, so I mean, it. it I wouldn't be surprised if after this season he just hits the reset button yet again, fires head coach, fires the front office. Although, I mean, Vladi's brought some talent there. I might just keep him in place. Uh, you know, cancer risks and all, and and just roll with it with with a new coach <laughs> and a better kind of coaching philosophy and team building philosophy. So, I mean, it, it this is the type of shit we get in sports now is when there's dysfunction between the front office and the owner and the players. You can't hide that anymore. We're getting your text, man. Okay, someone's yep. drop someone's dropping a screenshot into some sports writers DMs on Twitter. And be like, yo, check this out. This is this is what's going on <laughs> in fucking Sacramento right now. And that guy's just like, oh, god damn. And the thing is, this was so big. Not one, not two, but three people contributed to the article that was published on The Athletic. And there's three of the top NBA writers in the goddamn country. So <laughs> well, I, I wish I could afford a subscription to The Athletic, but I just can't right now. I can't justify that expenditure. Right. I I. I get blocked by that paywall all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, turning to some other drama, uh, while pitchers and catchers reported to spring training this week, the biggest news came when the twins dropped out of the three team trade that sent Mookie Betts from Boston to the Dodgers. Uh, The Red Sox still managed to complete the trade without Minnesota. So Betts and pitcher David Price will suit up in the gray and blue this season. Yep. Um, Bet Online still has the Yankees as a three and a half to one World Series favorite, but the Dodgers are right behind them at four to one. Yeah, I mean, this isn't really that big a deal. Like, I mean, the Dodgers are still getting the player they wanted. Uh, you know, Mookie Betts, who easily um, is one. You know, he's he's a prior MVP. Uh, I, I don't understand why the Red Sox are going into this cost cutting. Um, thing considering they're sending out Mookie Betts, David Price, and then throwing in cash uh, to send to the Dodgers. Um, I don't quite understand that. 
I mean, from from what I've read, the the Red Sox return and young prospects are actually really good. Like these are, you know, uh, pretty high end prospects. Um, but uh, I mean, it's it's it just kind of. I, I can't imagine the Red Sox, who, yeah, they had a shittier last year, or what, two, what was it, two, three years ago, they won a World Series with Mookie Betts on the field. Right. Like, it, make, it makes no sense to just, well, it's time, you, you know, you're getting ready to sign a new long term contract. We have to cut costs. Dude, you're fucking Boston. All right. The Yankees don't cut costs. The Dodgers don't cut costs. All right. And the Red Sox don't cut costs. I, I don't understand what the fuck they're doing. Um, you know, it just, it, it kind of surprises me. But, I mean, uh, I can see why uh, the Red Sox were kind of hesitant. Because, you know, uh, Gratterall, the, the young, Bristar Gratterall, um, you know, he he's had Tommy John surgery and, and had so- shoulder issues last year. So, I mean, I, I get why you maybe back off. Uh, but, I mean, he, there was obviously something in his physical that, that really perked up the uh the red sox ears and said yeah we 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 don't want any part of this other yo oh my bad sorry (laughs) (laughs) okay so um so that's my cue to kind of give our uh listeners uh, a bit of a warning uh the next topic that we are going to discuss um, is quite graphic and it might disturb um, some of our listeners um, just because it pertains to sexual assault. Um, So if this is something that you're not comfortable with or you have kids around or just something like that, um, please, by all means, you know, we definitely recommend you um, jumping ahead a couple of minutes uh, so that way you can kind of go past it. We'll put timestamps in the show notes so that way, you know, you guys will know um, how far to go. So, um, again, this is just kind of a trigger warning uh, for those of you who might be more sensitive to this type of a discussion. Our final piece of news. Last night, two Ohio State football players were arrested on charges of rape and kidnapping stemming from a February 4th incident. According to the police report, Amir Reap, Ripe? Uh, I think it's Reap. I yeah, think so, too. Um, and a woman allegedly engaged in consensual sex that at some point the woman reportedly stated she wished to stop. Uh, Jason Wint, another Buckeyes player, allegedly entered the room at some point and the two reportedly forced themselves on the woman, choking her and forcing her to perform oral sex. After Ripe... Uh, allegedly forced the woman into making a recording saying that the entire act was consensual and drove the woman home. Um, yeah. I wish I wish our listeners could see me roll my eyes right now. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure they can hear you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, this is the shitty thing. These two were literally roster fillers. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they were. They were roster fillers that... Uh, I mean, the thing is with Reap, he was one of the top uh, rated cornerbacks out of high school, but he hasn't done anything, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, and he In was three years. Yeah. And he was getting ready to be a senior. So he was literally outplayed by underclassmen the last his first three years. OK, but these two fuck sticks decided as 
roster fillers, okay, um, that because they played for for one of the honestly one of the pre you know I mean I'd say Ohio State's a top five program. Yeah. All right. I mean the 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 rankings definitely reflect that. Yeah. They thought since they played for the fucking Ohio State Buckeyes, they can just literally treat a woman like that. And then well, it doesn't matter who you play for because no. you can't treat a woman no. like that. No. <laughs> you know, and nor nor fucking should you. Like I want to no. know, I want to know what in the actual fuck, uh, like what is going on where. Uh, I, I don't even have the words to describe. You know, to to give them a name. Uh, but what's going through your mind where you think it is okay for me to do this? Um, well, from I, what I well from what I understand is that Reap and Went live together; they're roommates. And when the girl said stop and then moved away, like she, I guess she put some distance between them or whatever, and then saying you know she didn't want to continue. From what I understand, that's when Went entered the room. So he shows up asking her and his roommate if he could join. And I'm so like, at what point, like, and I get, I, and Reap was like, I guess, yeah, man, come on. Like, the fuck? Yeah. I mean, no is no. And uh, unlike some state level politicians, women or men, are allowed to say, no, I'm not feeling it. I want to yeah, be done. Yeah, exactly. They you can know. consent in the beginning, but if they change their mind, Fuck no yeah. means no. Yeah, yep. exactly. I mean, and that's that it is that simple. So you have to go home and and you know, you you don't get to continue that. So fucking what? But guess what? Oh God, you got a you got a case of blue balls. Big deal. Yeah. You know. But you, I, I just don't get the, the, the sheer amount. I, I mean, I think we know how I feel, especially after talking about fucking Baylor. Yeah. Okay. I can't stand this shit. I can't stand it. It fucking disgusts me. Um, you know, when, like you said, Heather, no is no, period. And a story. Um, there, there's no confusing that word. It is literally the word no and like a bajillion different languages on planet Earth. It's also like most people's first word. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I honestly, I think Ryan Day and the university is the right thing. You're fucking done. Yep, um, they were dismissed from the team today. Uh, yeah. Were they kicked out of school? As, as they should have been. I don't think they can be kicked out of school yet. I didn't see okay. that. Now, I think before they get kicked out of school, you give them their day in court. Absolutely. That's an important thing. Well, but here's the thing, though. Does it um, does it violate their scholarships? Because I'm sure there's conditions to those scholarships. Well, yeah. Yeah, I imagine that's probably why they were dismissed was the fact that. Well, I mean, from the school, not so much from the team, but I mean, from the school. Well, I mean, the school, uh, I don't know. I think the athletic department draws funds for scholarships from a separate fund. So, and honestly, I, I, I couldn't tell you like the actual thing, Heather. Like I, that's probably something I should figure out. Um, but I mean, even then I don't think, especially since it's a state university mm -hmm. that they can just boot them out for that. Mm -hmm. um, because then you'd have to boot out every kid that gets like a fucking pot charge, you yeah. know? But I think, 
uh, no football, fuck yourselves. Not just fuck yourselves, but really fuck yourselves. Mm-hmm. All right. And well, don't then, worry. Somebody's going to do that for them. So. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then you give them their damn court. And mm-hmm. if they're if they're found guilty, you fucking that's when you give them the boot. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm sorry. There there's just there's too many instances of male athletes doing this, either females or males. Uh, you know, it just you don't. They try and use uh, their position. Um, you know, and whatever what, prestige they think comes yeah. with it. Yeah, uh, to to knuckle people under. In order to perform, you know, fucking sexual favors, and 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 that's not how that works. No, you know, it's not like bro. I one of my best friends in the army was like, I'm gonna like when we went out, he would ask every woman out, like every one of them, go up and talk to every woman, and we all made fun of him for it until he's like, listen, man, uh, ten women shoot me down, that's fine. They said they said no, I'm good, but you know what? Eventually, that one's gonna say yes. <laughs> You know, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just, I, I don't, I don't get that kind of behavior where, you know, you think that because you play for a football team or, or whatever, you know, whatever the case, um, let's face it, veterans fucking do it a lot too. Yeah. You know, they, they go home and they're like, I went to war. Uh, look at me, look at me. I'm hot shit, you know? And it's just like, that's not how that works. Um, everybody has their own. Uh, I guess uh, predilections towards what they find attractive or or whatnot. But again, Heather said it best: no means no. She can mm-hmm. initially say yes, but they she can easily pull that back real quick. It's still my body, my rules. So. Exactly, exactly. The you know. statement from head coach Ryan Day says, "I have dismissed Amir uh, Reap and." uh, Jason Wint from our football program. I'm not making any statement on the criminal charges, but it is clear they did not live up to our standards and my expectations. The athletics department will make sure they both continue to have access to the health and well-being resources available to students and student athletes. Due to the ongoing criminal investigation, I will not be commenting further. I mean, that makes sense. Like, you know, he can't say shit uh, until... There's an actual, like, honestly, until there's adjudication, um, you know, so I'm glad this wasn't really like covered up. This incident apparently happened last week. They were arrested yesterday. Yeah. I think Um, I read that it was, uh, February 4th, 4th, I think is what I read that it Um, happened. So yeah, they were, it was They were arrested one week after the event. Um, Yeah. But, but you know what they need to do is get it out of that County though. Get it out of the County that Columbus is in. Mm. Uh, if it goes to trial like that would be the first thing as like the DA I would do um, because Columbus uh, right or wrong is is like Baton Rouge is like Norman Oklahoma mm-hmm. is like Los Angeles California Football comes first yep yeah. exactly okay like it's just how it is and uh, for something like this that has been so widespread and has been so ridiculously prevalent in the last 10 or 15 years. Uh, so thank you, Internet, for this one. You're a disgusting cesspool of humanity overall. But I appreciate you being able to shed light. Yes. You know, people actually have a voice and can spotlight this stuff and say, this shit is happening at my school or in my organization. You know, 
to, to, to make sure that people that do this are held accountable. And I hope that fucking happens. Oh, I for sure. Well, well, and good for her though, for sticking like to it and being like, yeah, I'm going to report this and like really seeing it through because you know that she was pressured yeah. to mm-hmm. not, to not do anything and to keep it to herself. But I mean, because you know, it, it takes a lot of guts to do that. And especially in something like this, where you have, you know, college level athletes and all of that. So like good for her. Yeah. I mean, and how, there, there's so many instances I, I, you know, I don't know what the proper statistics are, but I mean, there, there's still a high percentage of, of people who have been raped or sexually assaulted that don't report because of intimidation, you know, and nothing changes as, uh, as long as that continues to happen. We need people to speak up and, and, and essentially put their foot down and say, this shit has to stop. Yeah. Um, and you can't leave administrators up to that Mm-mm. because they won't, they won't take care of it. I mean, look, look at Baylor. I mean, literally look at Baylor. They, they, they had almost the entire Art Bryles tenure where they were covering up sexual harassment, sexual assault, rape, you know, uh, to ensure that players were able to continue to participate. You know, I just, I, I, I hope, I hope this woman can find, uh, you know, some peace in that, um, you know, she, she stood up and did the right thing, uh, and, and it is make, you know, putting her story out there. And, uh, honestly, if she's a student at Ohio state, I, I hope she can keep her head down and graduate and get the fuck out of there. Yep. Be- because again, Columbus is like Norman is like Gainesville is mm-hmm. like all these other big college towns. Uh, those Ann are our boys. Yeah. Those yeah. are our, those are our boys. You can't, you can't say shit about them. No, mm-hmm. dude, that's not how that fucking, that's not, no, that's gross. Yeah. 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 Well, our thoughts are, are with the victim, but that will wrap up this week's episode. Um, be sure to follow us on all social media at Hometown Crowd. You can get in on the conversation at our new Hometown Crowd podcast group, facebook.com slash groups slash Hometown Crowd pod. As always, subscribe on your favorite podcast source. And if you're an iTunes or Apple podcast listener, leave us a review and we will read it on the show. For Mac and Heather, I'm Tim. Thanks for cheering with the Hometown Crowd. Go rough next. And just remember, Brett screwed Brett. Ha, 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 ha.